Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebedei Noach, Shalom Legoyim. It's the evening of the fourth day, Erev Yudalas, Betevis, Parashas, V'yechita, Shin Pedalas. 5784, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, December 26, 2023. You're listening to Phantom Nation, a.k.a. the program program, coming to you from Der Judenstaat, not to be confused with a Judischer Staat. One of the secrets about Israel most people do not know is that its founding fathers didn't want to be Jews, uh, leastwise, as that term was understood for thousands of years. Most people uh, knew little of the beliefs of the Jews, but if they lived in proximity to them, they knew them as a people that did not work on Saturdays, they had a special diet, they didn't eat pigs, uh, and they didn't celebrate Christmas and Easter, that's for sure. In a word, what distinguished the Jews was their religion. There was no such thing in history as a secular Jew, a modern invention that is arguably oxymoronic. Secularism in the dictionary is defined as, quote, opposition to religion when the syllable Jew is a short form of Judean, the Latin version of Yaakov's fourth son's name, Yehuda, named by his mother Leah. Three times this woman had given Yaakov sons, and every time hoped he would love her more than than before, but he never did. This time, however, she just thanked God for this baby's birth for himself, with no thought of Yaakov at all, and she spoke uh, the common Hebrew verb uh, to thank, same triliteral root as the modern word todah, meaning thank you, Uh, ergo a secular Jew is a God-thanking opponent of religion. Makes no sense. Yehuda is the forerunner of today's concept of Jews. Only the pioneering secular Zionists were products of Gentile culture in 19th century Europe, when numerous European intellectuals abandoned Christianity and called the period the Enlightenment, a euphemism for that process. With the Jews uh, now emancipated at the same time, They had been given citizenship in European countries as never before, thanks to the Enlightenment. Not until the year 1790 in France during the Revolution, uh, which in large part was a rejection of the religion of the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church, Uh, the Sephardi Jews in Bordeaux were given their emancipation at that time, and a year later, the Ashkenazim on the east in Alsace. In this period, in America, Thomas Jefferson produced his edited version of the New Testament, with all the miracles and violations of nature deleted, Jesus for him was a teacher of ethics, but not divine. Uh, in mid-century, in Germany, Karl Marx dismissed religion as a narcotic to keep the masses down instead of rebelling against the oppression of the capitalists. Sigmund Freud, born in 1856, dismissed religion as an illusion. As his neighbor in Vienna, Theodor Herzl, four years younger, Uh, was raised in the new theory called Reform Judaism, whose reform was reducing to a minimum anything that made the Jews a people apart. Read the declarations of the first reformers who denationalized the identity of Jews, transforming Judaism into a philosophy, an intellectual pursuit, and no longer a way of uh, of living according to the uh, commandments, hundreds of them. The reformers arose in Germany and pledged passionate allegiance to Deutschland as their country, Der Vaterland. They insisted uh, they were good Germans of the Jewish persuasion, perhaps, but otherwise faithful 
to the fatherland as any German. Indeed, evidence of this posture was that the meeting halls the reformers built for themselves they called temples, not synagogues. This was a message to their German neighbors of their loyalty. Uh, if in the heart of Jewish prayer over thousands of years is a yearning for the end of the exile and return to the land of Israel to build the third and final temple, the reformers wanted their German neighbors to know they had no desire to leave the Vaterland to build a third temple in Jerusalem. Their temple would be right there, right there in Berlin, and Hamburg, and Frankfurt. The interior design of a reformed temple also communicates its philosophy. It mimics the interior of a Protestant church. In the center of a classic shul is the bima, the platform, table-like platform. One lays the Torah scroll upon in order to read from it, versus the Reformed temple, in which the bima has been moved to just in front of the ark, uh, and it faces the rabbi who reads from it facing the congregation. The congregation, therefore, cannot even see it. And it is no longer in the center of the sanctuary, as the Torah is meant to be in the center of a Jew's life. At Mount Sinai, Hashem told the Bnei Yisrael, you will be a holy people, a kingdom of priests, with the unspoken implication that the rest of mankind will be your laity, before whom you will set an example of the value of living a godly life. Theodor Herzl was born into this de-Judaized culture, this society, in the year 1860, in the heyday of European colonization in Africa and elsewhere. And he thought that Europe had become so anti-Semitic it was becoming dangerous, so why not now have the Jews leave Europe and as much as they enjoy European culture uh, and restore the abandoned, depopulated, uh, promised land and bring it back to life, meaning recreate the culture in Europe they enjoy, opera houses and theater and things like that. Only in the Judenstadt, the Jews will be in the majority and no longer suffer from anti-Semitism, Zionism as the solution to anti-Semitism. Herzl was an aspiring playwright for the Austrian theater, composing, I think, light comedies, drawing room comedies, things like that for the sophisticates. He was, his was the last generation before the advent of radio and television, when people went to the theater three and four times a week for their entertainment. Herzl loved the theater, but made a living as a journalist. Uh, he envisioned for his hope for a Jewish state a mixed economy, the best of capitalism and the best of socialism, and in general wanted a carbon copy of the life of secular Jews like himself in European society, where religion would not be their identity. They would be just like everybody else. The essence of so-called Reformed Judaism is a rejection of anything Jewish that sets one apart from others like keeping the Sabbath, like practicing the spiritual discipline of the kosher system. Herzl was not particularly a political type, a moderate uh, liberal whose daily life as a Reformed Jew in late 19th century Austria was perfectly empty of any Jewish behaviors, uh, and that's the way it is for all Reformed Jews. Only on the holidays, uh, as few that, that they have, uh, do, do, do they do something Jewish. Herzl passed uh, in 1904 and was succeeded by Dr. Chaim Weizmann, uh, born in 1874. As head of the mainstream Zionist movement, he was a world-class chemist by profession who likewise 
Although schooled in a cheder, a religious Jewish elementary school, until age 11, he then transferred to Gentile schools. So Weizmann and Herzl were polished European intellectuals and professionals, but less so were the labor Zionists in Palestine, uh, in mandatory Palestine, who were socialists, uh, as a percentage of them even communists. Their leaders were socialist David Ben-Gurion and the elite of the kibbutzim, for the first generation of the state, until 1977 really, uh, they were never more than 5% of the population living in the communes and the collective villages. But they dominated everything. And when it came to the Jewish religion and their admiration for Karl Marx as a deep thinker, of course their Zionism strove for a new Jew, their words, who would not be religious. Many in this camp even believed the Jewish religion caused anti-Semitism. And what you get, therefore, is a Moshe Dayan, golden boy of that somber generation, handing the liberated Temple Mount in 1967 back to the anti-Semitic monstrous Arabs. From the 1920s on, really, the socialists uh, were opposed by the smaller secular right in tune with 19th century liberal democracy in Europe. They themselves, creatures of their time, were also not religious, but had the decency not to sneer and mock uh, the Jewish religion. The counterpart to Ben-Gurion on the secular right was Zev Jabotinsky, a riveting speaker uh, for the Zionist movement, one of whose lieutenants was Prime Minister Netanyahu's historian father, Ben-Benzion Netanyahu. Hence, our Prime Minister was raised in that intellectual climate in which the Bible is seen as a book of Jewish history in this land, apart from the teaching of Jewish religion and thought. And for this lack of a dimension in his life, he lacks a way of dealing with today's situation, with the U.S., with the Goyim, which makes sense. It's in, in, his, in his society in Israel. The very term Goyim is never used because it perpetuates the Jews as a people apart. The prime minister's book title in English was A Place Among the Nations, which says it all, and is the opposite of a people that dwells alone. And this is what accounts for his way of thinking that is, in regard to what's going on this very day, his thinking is disappointing. Hey, hey, hey. 
הרגשה שבידך היא רק אמונתך, והתלמים שבסופך הם כוח בחירתך, אז רק תבחר בטוב, תדע רק לאהוב את עולמך. ולפעמים אתה קצת מתעייף במלאכה, ומבקש שמישהו יושיט יד אל ידך, חפש בתוכך, חפש בנשמתך, זה כוחך. אם אין אני לי, מי לי, וכשאני לעצמי, מה אני? ואם לא עכשיו, אימתי, אימתי? אם אין אני לי, מי לי, וכשאני לעצמי, מה אני? ואם לא עכשיו, אימתי, אימתי? Udi Davidi doing a rousing version of Hillel's famous expression, if I'm not for myself, uh, who will be for me? Today, the Wall Street Journal carried an op-ed by Prime Minister Netanyahu, which I found depressingly unrealistic and even pedestrian for using concepts preferred by anti-Jew Gentiles. It's depressing for he seems to be ignorant of what he calls Palestinian society when there's no such thing. These people are Arabs who at this very moment all over Arabia are killing each other. And they always do that. The Prime Minister wants to de-radicalize Gaza, he said, implicitly accepting the illusion that there is such a thing as <laughs> Islam, not to be confused with Islamism and other forms of so-called radical Islam, when this is a distortion of reality. There's no such thing as a radical extremist Muslim. They are all normal Muslims who use the Quran and Hadith to justify their pre-Islamic heritage as anti-Diluvian predators. The Prime Minister wants to destroy Hamas, which is all well and good, but his prescription for afterwards reflects his political education. Jabotinsky was no great religionist, and Bibi's father was an expert on Spain of the Inquisition, who argued that the persecution of the Jews there had nothing to do with the religion that the Jews as a nation were a nation within a nation, and that's what caused the friction. It was a nationalist problem, not a religious one. 
The prime minister said in destroying Hamas, Israel would continue to act in full compliance with international law, which is unnecessary and pointless as a statement if meant to change the hearts and minds of today's Israel haters, who hate Israel because what? They are not within the confines of international law. They're committing genocide and all that. If not committing genocide, then something else would be their excuse. First comes the impulse to hate Jews. Then the search for an explanation and a justification. And as for being in full compliance with international law, sorry, Israel under his leadership is most certainly not in compliance with international law. International is perfectly clear. It's not rocket science, but international law says that the rightful owner of the Gaza Strip is Israel and has therefore the right to decide its future without any interference by Gentiles, whose only motivation, in every case, is to harm us. Bibi says Israel must have military control and wants to see the school system there stop teaching the children to, quote, cherish death over life. Imams, he said, must cease preaching for the murder of Jews. Quote, Palestinian civil society needs to be transformed so that its people supporting uh, fighting terrorists support fighting terrorism rather than funding it, close quote. Bibi, dear Bibi, what you're asking for from the Arabs is to stop being Arabs and no less to stop being Muslims. Doesn't he know, as I do and lots of others, that Islam is a hopeless version of Jewishness stolen and perverted. The Quran is an anti-Semitic tract. Remove from the Quran all the explicitly anti-Jew verses and no less all the plagiarized material from Yiddishkeit, from Jewishness. By my count, there are at least two dozen Jews who appear in the Tanakh whose stories reappear in the Quran. Only these stories are mutilated. And when a Muslim is asked to explain the discrepancies between the two versions, they claim the Quran is the correct one and the Torah is a forgery stolen from Islam. Bibi in today's op-ed said, quote, Israel must ensure that the territory is never again used as a base to attack it. And then in the very next sentence, contradicts himself by, quote, establishing a temporary security zone on the perimeter of Gaza to prevent the smuggling of weapons, close quote. Yeah, in one sentence he says, quote, Israel must ensure the territory is never again used as a base to attack it, and the next speaks of a temporary security zone. Which is it? Never again or only temporary? The man has no vision other than that. What Bibi cannot entertain is claiming full Israeli sovereignty, which automatically means military control. Only Bibi isn't capable of that thought because it is at bottom a Jewish religious thought, which is the historical truth that the Gaza Strip is, in in international law, Israeli property as well. As the legitimate landlord, we have the right to evict whomever we want to. There is an unspoken consensus between world anti-Jewry that Bibi goes along with, and that is that uh, the rightful residents of the Gaza Strip are the Palestinians. He foresees them uh, back in there and better schooling. Didn't the Jew boy Secretary of State Blinken forbid Israel from displacing any ancient Palestinian from his ancestral sod in Gaza? Maybe he has not to question that. As Prime Minister, 
He also would shake up the world by declaring the people in Gaza are simply not Palestinians. They're not refugees. The entirety of the UNRWA operation is in the hands of the Muslim Brotherhood, a.k.a. Hamas, responsible for an explosion of satanic cruelty on October 7, scenes of which even the monstrous Nazis did not produce. Israel has the power to force, if not the will to do this, to strive for not only sovereignty over Gaza, Judea, and Samaria, according to international law, and the expulsion of all those on UNRWA roles in all these areas. The first step is to declare uh, that outcome, which, of course, world and jury will protest. Uh, but so what? So what? At least throw the idea into the hopper of uh, ideas in the public square. It is a significant absence in the behavior of the prime minister that he makes Israel's case only in terms of security needs and never for the rightness in international law of claiming all the land from the river to the sea to be legitimately Jewish property. I can understand his inability to tell the world that denying Gaza, Judea, and Samaria to us is an aggression against our religion. We Jews do not claim Mecca as Israel's third holiest site and demand rights there, and Israel is under no obligation to respect the right of anyone to our claim to our ancient tiny country that we Jews brought back to life legitimately. It's an abomination that Israel's enemies today see in the half-million Jews in Judea and Samaria illegal squatters when every settlement was built on barren, unworked, undeveloped land. No newspaper has ever printed one photograph of an allegedly ancient Palestinian family squatting by the roadside with meager possessions in cardboard boxes because they had been evicted from their ancient homeland by the evil Jews. It never happened. Never happened. But don't expect Bibi to not only fight for Jewish rights to rule and own in Judea and Samaria, but to evict murderous non-Jews whose greatest passion in life is hating us. What is also curious about this man that occasionally he will call Jerusalem the capital of the Jewish people for thousands of years, when that's simply untrue. We were without a state and a capital for 18 centuries. What is curious is that he never references the Zionist movement of the last century and a half that built everything in this country with Jewish money, Jewish tears, sweat, and blood versus the fake Palestinians who never built anything in this country. In 1905, the census under the Turks they counted 60,000 souls in Jerusalem, two-thirds of them 40,000 Jewish, when in that same year in Paris, London, New York, uh, there were two to three million people in each of those cities, and that's because Jerusalem under the Muslims never meant anything to them, and certainly no people calling themselves Palestinians. In 1905, it was still a dirty, stinking, medieval relic of a town, and no world-class city like the others. Today, Jerusalem is home to almost a million people with world-class institutions, and it's thanks to the Jews exclusively. The Fanta Palestinians had nothing to do with that, and the Prime Minister should tell the world that. Thank you.
אלייך, מנער אבק וחול. לומד בחום שפתיים, וזאת הדרך לשלום. פותחים עוד שק של כעס, מפזרים
piece was by Gabriel Hasson. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. So, uh, there was bad news today, besides the daily number of fresh dead Jews. Jewish men in their prime. We see their pictures smiling, all of them. Uh, killed by these Muslims uh, that everyone pretends are Palestinians. Defense Minister Gallant yesterday briefed the cabinet uh, about the complete subjugation, my word, not his, of the Gaza Strip, and that could take nine to 24 months, he said, two years. Which makes sense, since one estimate for the tunnel system uh, is that it runs for over 300 miles, and the numerous governments of Israel are responsible for allowing this to happen. It wasn't just Bibi. Since 2001, when the first rocket was fired out of Gaza, there have been, as Prime Minister Ehud Barak, Bibi Netanyahu, Ariel Sharon, Ehud Olmert, Naftali Bennett, uh, Lapid, and, and I hope the future, in the future, no one tries to pin the mess just on Bibi. In fact, the other day I saw some video from 2017 in which he basically predicted the possibility of what in fact happened on October 7. What Israel... Uh, did was to be too smart for its own good all these years. It invented the Iron Dome system instead of using its own artillery to counter the rockets that they began being fired in 2001. For every projectile fired at random at us, and they all have been at random because they're simple, they're made from pipes that were meant for plumbing, the enemy said, oh, the piping will be used for infrastructure. Yeah, right. For every missile fired at Zderot and adjacent communities, Israel should have returned fire, firing at random into a crowded Gaza community and, and, and tell the world that if the Muslims want to get into an artillery duel with us, go right ahead. Instead, the immensely expensive Iron Dome, costing $100,000 to $150,000 every time it fires at an enemy rocket, which commonly when it hits does relatively little damage, to a building, to a person. But uh, the Iron Dome does nothing to prevent the air siren, the air raid sirens from terrorizing hundreds of thousands of Jews from jumping from their beds in the middle of the night. The reason we are in the mess we are in Gaza was the same historic sin as the Bnei Yisrael, the children of Israel in the Sinai wilderness who refused to enter and conquer Canaan. Canaan. This made the Holy One, blessed be he, very angry. Twice in the five books, Hashem says to Moshe, stand back, I'm going to kill them all. The first was in response to their building the golden calf, and the second was their refusal to invade Canaan and dispossess the indigenous people. Israel, since 1967, has again been refusing to dispossess the Arabs. 
most of whom with roots no deeper than the mandatory period of uh, 1920-1948. How I long for the day an Israeli prime minister and or president says, these people calling themselves Palestinians, they're not Palestinians. There's nothing Palestinian about them. What Israel permitted over the last 15 years was the creation of this underground city whose purpose they themselves, the enemy, say, was never to protect the people in Gaza from Israel, only to protect the leadership. They did the same thing in the 1980s in southern Lebanon. I write about, write about it in my book, where the terror leaders in the so-called refugee camps built a similar network of tunnels underground and were used during the so-called War of the Camps. What Israel has to do now, and it could take two years, is cleanse every mile of this network and destroy this network. And it can only do that by telling the world to stop trying to tell us how to govern Gaza. And I, know, and I can only wish and believe that announcing to the world Gaza is legally ours uh, and we can do with it what we want. Uh, cleanse the script, not only of Hamas, but all the freeloaders on the UN UNRWA rolls, after which Israel can start to rebuild in Gaza all the communities it had to destroy in 2005. כי כל אחד מישראל צריך לעסוק בתיקון זה, להעלות השכינה מהגלות, ואפילו אנשים פשוטים לגמרי, והמון עם שאין יודעים בין ימינם לשמאלם. עם כל זה, גם הם, אם זוכים ללך בדרך הישר לפי ערכם, דהיינו, לסור מרע. ולעשות טוב. כי אפילו איש פשוט לגמרי יודע מה שעשה התורה, ואם עיניו לנוכח יביטו לסור מרע ולבחור בטוב. אז נעשים כל התיקונים בעולמות העליונים ממילא על ידו, וזוכה להקים השכינה מנפילתה, כפי מה שזוכה לקדש ולטהר עצמו. מקדש מלך כל אחד, כפי מה שזוכה לעשות בעבודתו, 
שעל ידי זה עושה כביכול לחפש ולבקש השכינה מכנסת ישראל להוציאה מהגלות. כמו כן, השכינה מתגלה עליו מתוך תוקף גלותה, ומתעלמת ומסתרת עצמה, ובאה אליו בסתר, ומגלית לו מקומה ומושבה, ומה לעשות בשבילה באופן שיזכה למצוא אותה. התנערי מעפר קומי לבשי בגדי תפארתך עמי על יד בן ישי בית הלחמי Rabbi Lazar Brody speaking with the singing and composer Yosef Garduner. Okay, that's it for this uh, Tuesday, and I'll be back, God willing, on Thursday. Until then, Laila Tov, Me'eretz Yisrael.